So when we don't feel like we're connected to somebody, um, we find ourselves doing things outside of our own norms or even our own belief systems to make sure that we're accepted. kind of speaking on people pleasing right so let, let let's get right into it on why not necessarily you but people in general put others first let, let's let's first speak on that what are your thoughts on it well philosophical great first question um i would say that people pleasing is way more common than people realize okay. and it's to the point where if you tell someone or even i as a therapist when i tell a client that they're people pleasing i get one of two reactions Either I get the first reaction of, oh my gosh, how did you know? And they feel like they've been seen. Or I get the other reaction, like, I don't care what people think. I, I'm not a people pleaser. And it's like, yes, sweetheart, you are. And then I list always a people please. And they're like, dang, you're right, I am. Um, people pleasing is so common because first of all, why people do it, it's usually a learned behavior. So when you're growing up, your parents always teach you to do the right thing, right? Even when no one's looking, think of others. And doing the right thing and thinking of others often is about seeing what somebody else needs and trying to meet that need. But the problem is when it's a learned behavior, you're not thinking of what you need. You're learning to put your stuff aside so you can please and make sure somebody else's need is met. So usually it's a learned behavior and, you know, all habits just die hard, unfortunately. They can die, but it, they die hard. You know, a little Bruce Willis going on there. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, it's usually learned behavior um, and you're looking at the collective whole. Uh, the second reason why um, people put others first, because just general people pleasing, period. People get really uncomfortable thinking about other people being unhappy with them, thinking I'm responsible for, um, I'm just going to make up a name for Alex crying, or I could have done something to help Ashley or, or to help Raekwon, but I didn't do it. And, and they start to internalize it and judge themselves. So we don't like to feel uncomfortable, right? So we do what we can to feel comfortable and to also feel like we're going to be viewed in a good light. Doesn't it feel good, y'all, when people say, oh, I know, Jay, he he always looks out for you, or he's such a good listener. You know, they praise you for things that you do for them, which leads us to the third reason why people put others first is performative. Now, that doesn't mean you're doing it just to get praise or just to be looked at um, in a good light, but it's just the idea of doing things because you feel like it's the right thing to do. And you're always constantly just go, go, go. You're doing things because that's the way you were raised or that's what society says you should do. You're performing. You're not really looking at why you're doing it, which leads to another reason. The fourth reason why we put other people first, a lot of times it's our belief system. We don't think about who we are in our work. 
a lot of times we give advice to other people or we give grace or forgiveness or compassion to other people, but we don't do it for ourselves because we don't believe we're worthy of it. So, so let me, let me just clarify, right? The four reasons you're saying are behavioral performance, Mm -hmm. um, behavioral performance, uh, patterns, Mm-hmm. And the fourth one you said, I'm sorry, is a value personal. belief system. Belief system. Okay, belief system. Belief system. Okay, so let let's equate that to relationships and even marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And from my personal, um, you know, story and kind of experience, I feel like I equate all four, right, to to myself, because I feel like in order to please yourself you know right and i've learned this the hard way right and we even say patterns in order to please yourself you have to feel like you're pleasing others around you yes right and feeling like the performance part about it is let's equate it to relationships doing things performance things even in the bedroom buying Mm -hmm. things doing um we'll even call it in world society simping right Right. certain simping simping things right to get a certain like expression response. from response yes response or an expression from your partner right to mm-hmm. feel like um okay hey 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 i'm doing these things which also shows that person views me as potentially being valuable to them yes but on the but on the up uh, well, on the other end of it i think that what are you getting out of it as a, as a person? What are you receiving out of it? Is it reciprocated, right? And my experience and what I've seen nine times out of 10 is not. I don't know what you guys feel about that. How you guys feel about that. Do you agree? Disagree? Personally, I, I eat people are going to hear this. People hear this a lot from me, but <laughs> I, I agree and disagree. I think, okay. um, I think, yes, some of it is uh, about a lot of it, like, like, um, like Siobhan said, it's, it's about what the other people think, but also it's, it's about comfortability, like the feeling of work. So I don't, uh, Siobhan, I don't know how much of our content you've watched, but I like to go back to things like evolutionary psychology, philosophy, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So I'm uh, I'm gonna jump into that a little bit now. But um, yeah, do it. I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think from an evolutionary standpoint, we we we're social creatures. We we seek out community, and being disliked from a from an evolutionary standpoint being disliked is a good way to find yourself isolated and alone and in a dangerous position especially when you know back in the day and when i say back in the day i'm not talking about you know the good old days the 50s 60s 70s i'm talking about like prehistoric times when if you were by yourself in the woods you would literally die like that's that's what it was but now like we we still have that in us that's still part of us so you know from a from an instinctual perspective we're all sitting there just like look 
for my survival, I need people to at least like me enough to not throw me into the woods by myself. So we'll do <laughs> we'll do things that are counter to our own personal gain. I think I think the areas I disagree are I think we've conditioned ourselves to ignore those instincts to a negative degree. Um so me, let me let me let me ask a quick question your instincts are you are you cuz I'm trying to just clarify here are you clarify are you equating instincts to intuition? Yes. Okay, all right, good, okay. good, good. Well, okay, well, okay. So even though even though we we want to be liked, we'll do things that that go the opposite way. Before it was okay, yeah. we do things to be liked because we want to be part of the group. But now we do things to be liked, even though they can sometimes put us in danger. Meaning we end up with with bad partners and bad relationships and in bad mental states because we're doing the things for the sake of likability as opposed to uh community. Let's let's say that. Okay. I, I like that. Um in that to to give another little perspective, if you will, of mm. what you said. Um something you hit on Jade that I tell clients all the time is that you the human experience is about connectivity. Literally, we thrive off of connection, period. That's why, um, trigger warning, during the pandemic, suicides increased because yeah. you're isolated. Mm. You're isolated. We were all in our houses. Well, most of us, right? I lived in Florida. Florida didn't believe in quarantine. <laughs> but, <laughs> Y'all were just out. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's just out there. Thanks, DeSantis. Not, but... Um, we we quarantined for a very short period of time, but the nation as a whole was quarantined for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And you would hear things like people say, "I'm going stir crazy" because they couldn't get out. Um, suicides increase, and also drug use, which I know you may find kind of weird because you're like, well, "Where are you, where are you getting this from?" Like you're inside, but if you have an addiction, you're going to make sure it gets fed. And the problem is, people were home. So they didn't have things to distract them, right? Um, I got an influx personally as a therapist. I got an influx of clients who were in relationships because they realized, oh my gosh, my partner <laughs> is driving me crazy. I've never been around them for so long. What is going on? So point is we thrive off connection. So I'm so glad you said that. So when we don't feel like we're connected to somebody um, we find ourselves doing things outside of our own norms or even our own belief systems to make sure that we're accepted. Here's the danger of it. That's where you go into codependency a lot of times. Mm, okay. And when codependency shows up, that's when the relationship starts to get a little jacked up. Because okay. sorry, mm -hmm. not, not to interrupt. I'm sorry. Can you can you define codependency for people who Yes. I, I was gonna I was gonna ask that, but I'll let her finish. <laughs> I I I, I want to make sure is codependency mean you start relying on a person more than you rely on yourself? I, I guess that's kind of what what because I would love to hear that answer too. Okay, so I'm glad y'all said that because sometimes that's a therapy problem. You're okay. so used to certain terms, you're like, oh, everybody knows what this is, and it's like okay, sweetheart, they don't. So thank y'all for stopping me on that. Yeah. Um, codependency is not necessarily just relying on somebody else. It is where you actually, and I hate to use a word in a definition, but I have to, 
It is when you become dependent on that other person in order for you to be able to sustain or to thrive. Okay. So when you are codependent, it will look like this. People who are very, very clingy, very attached. Um, they're very insecure. They struggle making decisions without calling their partner or getting their partner's input first. Um, they uh, may be very fearful of the relationship breaking up. So if you're upset with them, they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the end. Like, are you trying to break up with me? What's going on? Uh, people who are codependent is usually a lack of a secure attachment. Secure mm. attachment looks like this. My husband and I, because I'm actually married, we're together. If he leaves to go to the grocery store, I don't need to call him, right? I know he's going to come back. Now, say if I know my <laughs> husband, <laughs> and it sounds so juvenile, but these are real things, right? Oh, they, they, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to explain why they are real things, because I, I have some questions. Okay, some okay. Questions. <laughs> my husband normally spends an hour in the grocery store, but if he's gone for two, I may become rightfully so concerned and reach out mm -hmm. like, hey, just making sure you're okay, but not giving him a third degree burn. Um, Another example of COVID <laughs> Because some people are not, it's not that basic, right? It could be something okay. like this. Okay. My husband says, hey, I have a work trip and I need to be gone just overnight. And I am like, absolutely not. You're not going because I feel when he's not physically here or if he's not within my realm of communication or sight, I withdraw internally. My security starts to go down and I need him around. So- Codependency is that very unhealthy attachment on someone outside of yourself in order for you to feel secure within yourself. I want to, I want to, I have a lot of questions, right? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about this. First question is, and, I, and I'll, I'll lump all these questions so we can kind of answer them all. Cause if not, I'll forget them all. <laughs> that same insecurity, that same um, feeling, like what would we say abandonment? Right. Because that's kind of where it starts. Right. Mm -hmm. And also that fear of, you know, breaking up. I will say this. Right. And it's but it's also a question. It's OK. And, and I hope I don't get any trouble or any flack for saying this. Right. But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so it's OK for women to do this. Right. To a point where I feel like men find that attractive. Mm hmm. But when men do it, it's seen as weak, weak, mm -hmm. right? Why is that? That's my first question. Second question is, is that I was that man, right? To a point where I felt like very insecure, very uh, like, you know, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, even now sometimes, right? Um, I'm a man that loves my my peace and my space, but you know, if my wife is gone for like hours, I'm like, man, it's quiet in this house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that saying, I don't get that codependency of like, man, I need to call an APB. Where is she at? Sometimes I do, but I know that she, I, I know from before I used to think that, you know, and I feel like a lot of men and women do think this way when they're gone a certain amount of time. Put out the bad signal because it's a trigger to the fact that what's happened to me before can it happen again, right? So yeah. 
to wrap it up into two questions. My first question is, why is it okay for women to do this and men are seen as weak? Second question is, is, is it normal, you know, in a way that codependency isn't necessarily such a, it's either, you know, you're not a man, you're weak, but it's a woman's person, part of her personality to act this way. Those are some really good questions. Um, First, I would say, why is it seen as women? It's okay for us. I'm just gonna say be quote unquote clingy, but it's really more codependency than men. Um, I would say definitely societal construct because from the beginning of times, we've been perceived as damsel in distress, right? Uh, By nature, men are protectors and they're providers. So in order to be a protector and a provider, you have to be strong. And we normally think of physical strength, but really it's about mental strength. You don't have to be in the gym pumping three, 500 pounds, deadlifting and all that to be strong, right? So being that y'all are protectors, providers, we're nurturers. When you are a nurturer as a woman, that's usually associated with emotion. Because in order for me to nurture, in order for me to care, I have to be emotionally vulnerable and intimate. Intimate mm, meaning bearing okay. yourself open, right? Going in okay. deeper levels. Okay. So when naturally we have more emotions, it is expressed more. And so if we miss you, it's, oh, I miss you. And you expect us to be all over you. But men, and, and it's so frustrating, but y'all are not afforded that same opportunity technically to no, be as emotionally vulnerable and intimate and expressive. So y'all should be, according to society, a little bit more hardened and feel comfortable with not being around your woman because you're also conditioned to know that we're replaceable. Even if you feel, even if you feel like we are one in a million, if you will, if you come across the right one, and I use that very loosely, (laughs) still as women are expendable, like it's a dime a dozen, right? But as women, we're taught when you get a good man, girl, you better hold on to him. Because they don't come around that often, not the good ones, because you should expect from men to not be as committed. You don't feel, you don't feel some women, not to cut you off, you don't feel like some women feel like men are expendable also? Now, yes. Okay. Okay. Times are changing, you know. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Oh, okay. 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 Like, why do I think, or do I agree with that? Do you feel, do you feel it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Or are we going down a, a path that it can really harm relationships and marriages? Do you, what are your thoughts on this? Just to, not to get off track, but. Oh, it's fine. I love this conversation. I think the good thing about it is the root of it because I'm a therapist. Okay. I'm going to say, screw the surface. I want to get to the meat and potatoes, the bones of it. Right. Okay. The bones of women feeling like men are more expendable nowadays is just literally empowerment. If you want to call it feminism, if you want to call it liberation, whatever you want to put, whatever title on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good that we're realizing our worth is not tied up on who's in our bed anymore or how productive But not everyone leaves it, but we're realizing it, right? But yeah. where I feel like it's not good is because, and I think it goes for both sides, Okay. We should not be treating people as expendable, period. Uh, yeah. There we go. Every single go. Yeah. person yeah. Yeah. has worth. They have value. Even yeah. if that worth or value is not aligned with who you are, that doesn't mean that you treat them 
as trash or rubbish or another Correct. one. Yeah. Instead, the perspective should be, okay, I see who Jay is. I see who philosophical is. They're not the right man for me, but they'll be for somebody. So I'm going to be assertive enough to communicate that to them, to not okay. ghost them. Okay. I'm so anti-ghosting, by the way. I get on my clients all the time when they yeah. ghost. Don't do it. Give people an explanation if necessary. Um, and if you don't want to explain yourself, you just let them know, hey, this isn't working, but I appreciate you. Thank you. And you let them go, right? Which okay. closure, but still, um, I feel like we're not treating each other fairly, which goes back to your first question um, about why it's accepted for women to do it, but not so much men. I don't like okay. anybody doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do my best to teach clients about codependency, period, because you have to be able to accept a person for who they are and let them operate in the essence of who they are. And then you decide, can I deal with that for the next 10 years or 10 days or however long it is? You want to do it, right? <laughs> and if not, keep it moving. You don't have to stay. But when you become codependent, right, normally yeah. there's change there. Because if you're not presenting the way I need you to present in order for me to give that response, right, I'm okay. going to do something to try to persuade you to act the way I need you to act. Here's an example in case people are like, what the heck is she talking about? Okay. When you're codependent, right, and you're worried about the relationship breaking up, you're going to say things and do things to get your partner to console you, to act and tell you that the relationship is not going to end. So at that mm. point, I'm allowing my insecurity to sway who you are and how you show up in our relationship so that mm. I can feel better and feel, okay, we're good. We're good. That's you trying to change your partner technically. Yeah. yeah, And and, and, and it kind of goes into my next question about happiness, right? Yeah. But you, you, you brought up a good point a couple moments ago and feel like I equate it to instant gratification mm. where if a man and woman doesn't show up in a certain package at that time, right? They're expendable, right? Bye. So so my point is, is that where do you make the determination to the fact that if I'm going to, like, you are accepting the person, right? But let's be real. Some people feel like love doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't. So it doesn't. No, it so let's get to, the, so where does it line drawn to where it's either you allow that person to be themselves and you grow in love mm. or you, you say you stick it out and see what this person brings to the table right now that it may not necessarily be in the future and just keep yourself closed off. Cause I, I think that's kind of what it's doing, what's going on right now. Right. It's, it's, that's why there's such a rapid rate, uh, uh, increasing rate as far as divorces, yeah. such a uh -huh. horrible experience with dating relationships i think people are either looking for instant gratification or it's like oh i'll stick it out he has a lot of money she has a lot of money she make, ha, has a nice job he has a nice job let me see how i can elevate myself so once i'm elevated they're replaceable oh i'll add to that as well i mean okay it it feels like for for lack of a better term it feels like we're doing it halfway mm. meaning okay. like we um will will take the part of the lesson that's uh what i what i believe the lesson is anyways we'll take part of it that's um what uh what 
what are we like hey i'm i'm doing me i'm okay so you go on and live your life mm-hmm. um but we're we're ignoring the part of it that is um the the attachment part of it the codependency part of it we'll we'll okay. leave that part aside we won't examine that part of it but we'll we'll internalize the part of oh this person isn't for me so we'll let them go we'll let them go uh extremely quickly 